Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Corey Baumeister. What is up, bro? You know, bro, a lot is up. The sky, my ceiling, you know, planes, birds, but you know, life's good. So no complaints from me. Ah, the only thing up for me is my blood pressure, but oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all it's all smoothing out. I'm not gonna lie. We've had a few hectic days, uh, weeks. That we have of you moving into your place, us moving into your place, and then us <laughs> moving out of your place. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to call it evicted, but I guess if you're gonna say moving out willingly, I guess we can go with that. But sure. I mean, we don't need to, we don't need to air all our dirty laundry. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because I I threw all your laundry outside. If you didn't see that. Oh, I was well aware of that. Oh, yes. okay, good, 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 good. As long as you saw yes. that, I didn't want anything bad to happen to that laundry, so. Well, then you should have thrown it out in mm. the first place. I knew you were going to come in with that one. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we've got uh, we've got an exciting episode of the Bash Bros Podcast. Um, Damn right we do. Four months ago, we asked you, our loving patrons, <laughs> questions uh, to do a mailbag episode that we, the Bash Bros Podcast, never did. Until now. Until now. <laughs> that is right. We're going to be doing a mailbag of four-month-old questions because we've been moving and uh, and haven't really been playing that much magic. Uh, there is some exciting other stuff we're going to get into, yeah. but first, uh, you know, we need to talk about our very special guest, uh, but... In all honesty, our special guest needs no introduction. So it is an honor and a privilege to be the special (laughs) guest this week on the Bash Bros podcast. Thank you so much uh, for bringing me in. It is great. Well, perfect, perfect. Uh, And 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 who are you again? I am Brian Brown doing. Oh, we got him again, Brad. Jeez. Okay. That is right. Yes. Yes, me again. Well, welcome back, Brian. How are you? Uh, what was the thing that you said earlier, Corey? Life I don't is, remember. Li- life is good, I think you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. So, you mean great, huh? Like, life uh, is great? Okay, yeah, we can, uh, sure. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we do have a few interesting things to talk about. It's going to be a a mailbag of content and then a mailbag of questions kind of episode. But before we get into anything, this episode of the Bachelor's Podcast is sponsored by Pearl Street Game and Coffee House. Now, you can find Pearl Street Game and Coffee House in Jefferson, Indiana, close to Louisville. Yep. And uh, it's a great store that runs events, has its own coffee shop. Uh, they even sent us some delicious uh, roast, some Full City roast and some Honduran Mor- Morazan. Morazan? Morazan? Yeah, I think it's Morazan. And it's good. It's good. That's my favorite yeah, so far. It is yeah. It is delicious. And now, they did let us know that if the SCG Tour ever rolls in to Louisville again, now this will be, you know, down the road. It, uh, they it's did at least have a later than Halloween. That's for sure. It is definitely later <laughs> than Halloween. But if the SCG Tour ever rolls in that area, there will be discounts for all people that would just roll up, say Friday yeah. Night Magic, play it at... Pearl Street Game and Coffee House. So be sure to keep that information available, uh, you know, four months down the road when you actually listen to this. But this awesome young man, Andrew, who, uh, you know, is in charge of the whole shop, said that Brian Brunduin is not welcome. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like our personal dog walk- walker 
but wouldn't walk BBD. It's kind of like this too. Like me and you were welcome, Brad, but BBD not allowed in the coffee shop. Hmm. Mm. I, I don't believe you. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I believe they would be very happy if Brian showed up. Oh, that's not the uh, email that I got. I was told <laughs> never show your face in our store again. Okay, has, well, I guess I'm wrong. Yes, I, I hope I'm you wrong. enjoy the full city roast, which I am. I do enjoy. It, so. <laughs> at least they ended it with a nice PS, you know, like at True. least they gave you a good roast, you know, True. and then they burned you. So it's kind of a double roast, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I burned the roast when I was making it. So yeah. Oh, just... the 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 very famous triple roast. Yes. I heard that's their next coffee coming out. The old triple roast. I heard Papa roast actually, but. Oh okay okay. All right, we're we're, we're gonna move on, boys. <laughs> wait wait what, one last one last joke. Do you think they cut their coffee beans into pieces? Yeah. Is it their last res resort or? It did is. I get that reference right? I don't remember if that was a Papa you Roach did. song. You did. Yes! That is, that okay. is exactly. It, that is the Papa Roach song. In fact. Okay, good, good, good. Sorry, Brad, all you. Oh, I can talk again? Mm -hmm. Great. All right, perfect. <laughs> um, we actually have some very awesome upcoming events uh, because this week, Star City Games has announced that the SCG Tour online on mtgmelee.com is back starting this weekend yes. with a twist though. So it's the same cash prize, same gems, same qualifications that you'll get from the set championships that are down the line. Um, but including a qualification system for SCG Con Roanoke on Halloween weekend in October. Oh yeah, we're back. So this is big. If you are, you know, on the East Coast or hell, you if you're anywhere and you're willing to travel to Roanoke to play at an invitational, yeah. there is one Halloween weekend. And if you're not previously qualified, that because of COVID, they have some qualifications. Like if you were previously qualified for a tournament, um, that will get uh, you know, moved over to this one. Yeah. But if you're not previously qualified, the only way to do it is on the SCG tour online, which has eight weekends starting this weekend. And goes all the way through October, including October. We'll have three weekends of online tour uh, event satellites and championships. Mm -hmm. And then the end of the month is an actual live SCG con. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I only got to experience one of the SCG cons uh, before COVID hit, you know, the winter one. And it was just a blast Go being able to wake up in your own bed for a tournament and then do, you know, awesome stuff with people from out of town. Like it, it was a blast and I, I can't wait. Oh yeah. You're like getting to wake up in your own bed uh, is such a blast. And I think of it the other way and say, after I go out and hang out with people and I'm drunk at the bars, getting to sleep in your bed is the best. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's going to be awesome to have it back. Satellites are, you know, running Friday and Saturday to qualify for the events. Starting off with standard. Uh, if I had more time this weekend, I'd get back into it because, yeah, the standard format maybe hasn't changed a lot. But you know what? If you can win $1,500 or X amount of dollars and some qualifications, it's still worth playing in. That's for sure. I might actually do it. I'm yeah. finally getting settled. So this, so Brian, if you want to hear our situation, enlighten um, me. I just got into our our new place, Amber and I's new place. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm recording from our kitchen now. Our stuff. I'm not going to say the name until I get my stuff, but that stuff's <laughs> not here yet. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was still supposed to be here on there. Tuesday. It's still not there. 
Yeah, it was supposed to be on Tuesday, and they have yet to tell me it's even been routed. It's just sitting in a warehouse. Yeah. Um, has, it, yeah. has it at least so been on the, is it le- at least in the East Coast? No, of course not. No, it's in California. Really? Yeah, I wish uh, everyone could see my face right now because it's my shocked face. You know, I'm just so yeah. shocked after I heard, uh, you know, all the good stuff that happened with uh, Todd and Callie with their stuff and that they used the same company. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I am so shocked. <laughs> oh, we're not shocked. Luckily, though. Luckily, uh, luckily, luckily. Uh, yeah. Luckily for us, um, we left a queen bed with a frame a dining room set and and uh lazy boy recliner all at amber's parents when we left and so we got a u-haul two days ago and that's all in here convenient yes (laughs) so like we don't have everything also we've stolen some pots and pans from Corey and tori classic so we can cook yep um I have this That's recorded great. and I'm sending it straight to the police after this. Yes, please. <laughs> please tell them that while, while we're occupying your house that you've allowed us to be in, that we have taken some of your pots and pans. Yeah, I believe we have, you know, our good buddy Steve here is a lawyer. So Steve, uh, get in contact with us. We're going to sue Brad for everything he's got. For every pot and pan he has. Well, you better call the, the, the movers to get it. <laughs> no, I don't want to deal with them. Please, no. Yeah. Congrats on but being so, able to so, finally collect your payment in 2023, Corey. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. At best, at best. But yeah, so I'm here recording, but yeah. my dog is still over at Corey's old place, which Corey so conveniently is recording at right now because his table desk he got his half of his desk, but not the, the top table. So he yeah. can't move his system over to his new place where his dog is at. Yeah. And so like we just got this like mishmash of our own stuff in three different houses. Yeah. I'm not even sure which dog is mine anymore. There's been so much moving. I I, I seriously don't. That might be my dog downstairs. Might have to bring D with. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. If you, if you need to separate them, put them right beside each other. And yours is the less cute one. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. Yeah. I think it's I think it's because that's, you know, how people distinguish me and you. I'm the cute one, so we had to even it out with the dogs, you know? I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. That's just facts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't got any ground to stand on on this one. Corey, hey, you that's sure, not true. You're a you, cute man. Do you even know which house is yours anymore? You guys I, even I have, know? I, I, <laughs> I do have a winter and a summer home right now. It feels kind of cool, you know, but... Uh, yeah, well, I, the funny the fun the funny thing is is the winter home he, that mm-hmm. he refers to. Yep, my winter is home. too hot because the air conditioning isn't as good, yes. and his summer home is too cold because I don't think Amber has a pulse, <laughs> and so she needs it freezing all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That is pretty. I have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, you have noticed it when you walk in and your feet turn numb. Exactly. Yep. Oh, too good, too good. Yeah, that was one of the flaws of our previous housing arrangement where the basement and, like, you're upstairs. We wanted different temperatures. And for some reason, the basement and the top floor shared a temperature, whereas, like, the the middle floor area was a different one. Wait, what? So, 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 okay, so I can, I can, I can, I can set this up for everyone to make it understand. So the house is a split level home. Yeah. Okay. And then they they added onto the home and added a, a little bit more of a basement and an upstairs area, which that became Brian's area and the master bedroom. 
So because they didn't have a different system in there, our house had two separate heating and cooling systems. And one was specifically for the basement area that Brian occupied and our master bedroom. And it was just specifically those two areas, but they liked it like ice cold. And I like it on like the a little bit on the warmer end of things. Okay. So, yeah, that was always like a balancing act to try to like. Because also yeah. some days would get really hot. Yeah. And so so Brian's basement would be 10 degrees cooler, which if you think about it, like, you know, 66 and 76 are both temperatures that are a little inconvenient. You know, like yeah. 76 is a little warm on the warm side if it's a little humid. Yeah. And 66 is freezing. True. Yeah, so true. We, had, we had to try to find this weird balance and we never really found one. Yeah. And, mm. and it was we were on the wrong ends of the scale. So it was it was exaggerated because yes. like they would want a temperature that was probably like in the high 60s, whereas yes. I wanted a temperature that was in the low 70s. But not like so there's that already five degree difference of what we want. But then it's 10 degrees beyond that because the basement is already like much colder than the upstairs so if i wanted so if yeah. i were to put it to 67 where they wanted it it would be like in the 50s in the basement and i would be like <laughs> full sweatpants sweatshirt underneath blankets <laughs> like three pairs of socks on in the middle of the you know it's like yeah. april you know <laughs> yeah see i just thought this kind of dynamic with the person you live with was just always how it is because that's just how me and tori are all the time she is always freezing i'm always hot and now our place here upstairs you know i'll be streaming i have all these lights on me and it's the same it's 10 degrees cooler downstairs so if it were up to me i'd want it to be like 69 up here but to get it to that i have to turn it down to like 65 because it's it keeps shutting off downstairs if i put it to like 70 nice. and uh yeah so it, it, it's a struggle it's a struggle Oh yeah, the first the first day I moved in at their place last month, Corey's like, there is one problem. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, it's really hot upstairs, so I have to blast the AC down here. And I yeah. was like, oh no. Yeah. And Tori oh, wow. Tori's just has three blankets on the couch. She's like, yeah. Like while I'm streaming, I'm like, I'm sorry, Tori, I gotta freeze you out. It's too hot up here. <laughs> and that actually did happen. I was really yeah. comfortable the first time you were streaming, and I told yeah. Tori about the circle. So, you know, oh, we, we, yeah. we, all, we, all, we all indulge in, you know, some some crappy reality TV show stuff. And uh, and we were talking about that. I was like, did you ever try the circle? And she's like, no. And I'm like, give it a shot. She and then still she loves just it. Like, oh, yeah. She full blown just jumped into it that day. <laughs> yeah. She still loves it. But yeah. So. So, yeah, that's our situation right now. And we've all had we've all had this just hectic moving like earlier today i already took like three trips over here we brought the cats over and yeah. stuff like that so i'm i'm excited this weekend i can finally start diving back into magic streaming getting things going yep um, yep that's uh, hit my mic that, that, there you go and that's about uh my plan as well i want to at least do uh the inside esports event is going to be historic that's going to be fun with brainstorm being oh, bad i'm gonna i'm gonna try to qualify for scg tomorrow then yeah um Unless, unless you need me for something, I'll do that. And then I'll probably play that on Saturday with you. Yeah, sounds great. We'll do some battle. And I, I still have to see if I can get my desk actually hooked up because I bought Brad's, uh, the same design, his nice standing desk. And I just get everything. I'm starting to s assemble everything. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, there's not an actual desk here. So like, oh, that's going to be here in a week and a half. 
And I was like, but it says delivered. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We need the bamboo top. It comes from Seattle and it'll be here in like a week. And I'm like, oh, great. So I'm supposed to get that tomorrow. So we'll see if I can get it set it's up. It's not, you're exaggerating. I think we ordered it on Sunday and or maybe <laughs> Friday. And it even said it won't come until this Friday. Yeah. And then so when everything came, I was like, that's unusual. And then I remember that they did have to ship part of it and then the other part mm -hmm. and i asked i'm just uh, hoping you like it yeah me too because i asked it was uh todd and callie what moving company they went with and i went with yeah. the same one for this desktop they said it was good yeah <laughs> you, you guys are gonna get that yeah you ordered that desk from the or from from like the same company it's coming in 2027 yeah. look look, look <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying i'm i am saying that i appreciate these jokes and get them all out of your system because when my stuff comes and half of it's broken and i've like had to pay them extra money to have $10,000 worth of my stuff damaged or stolen. Uh-huh. We can't joke about it anymore. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> then we had to crank up the jokes, right? Like, that is, bring them to that a whole is, new that level. That is fair. That is entirely fair. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, I, you know, I actually recently got a, a product in the mail as well. It came actually earlier than it was supposed to come. Beautiful. Uh, okay. it is. It is a. Uh, it is some apparel about is how... It, is it dolls? No, it is about oh. how fish fear me and women fear me. Did you actually me. buy it? Yes, I did. Did you buy it? Yes, I did. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Wait, what is it? I bought I, I bought a shirt version. I didn't buy a hat. I don't like really like wearing hats, but I bought a shirt version. Which is weird because most bald guys like wearing hats. I know, but I just, I don't know. I don't but, like wearing but you're hats. But you're a Bruce Willis type, not a, yeah. not a Ben mm. Affleck type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're I'm bald not, and proud. I'm, yeah, I'm not ashamed of my baldness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I embrace it. Um, so there was a there was like a series of apparel uh, that was like it was just women love me, fish fear me. That was just like it was like hats, shirts, like all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I think it was just marketed like a to, fishing thing. Yeah, it was just marketed okay. to people like who like to go like hunting, fishing, that kind of stuff. Okay. But it just became like memeified where people started making uh like other like people started making joke versions of it and like, okay. the, like hold on let me even open this package it's right i haven't even opened it yet <laughs> <laughs> let me open this package and i'll read what it says is this a live unboxing here on, it's on a live, uh, this is a live this is a new one live bash for podcast unboxing wow uh all right it says i, I don't want to mess it up all right, so this one says, <laughs> women fear me, fish fear me, men turn their eyes away from me as I walk, no beast dare makes a sound in my presence, I am alone on this barren earth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then there's another one <laughs> that, that takes it, like, way farther, and it's a hat. Uh, so these were all originally supposed to be hats. So then, like, the, the one that I bought that... Uh, the, I bought the shirt version of it, but the hat version is really tall hat because has to fit all the words in it. And then there's yeah. a newer version that is similarly a tall hat, but has a significantly added text. So it also <laughs> it also has an incredibly long brim. <laughs> oh, my I'm talking God. like longer than a foot brim. Like it's just just absurd so i don't know i just i love when I mean, things like I, that get me loves these like no novelty <laughs> meme worthy like apparel stuff. oh i, I <laughs> that love you probably that shit, never yeah. actually wear except like around the house oh i'll be wearing it so i'm glad that it, the reason i was happy that it came early is i'm going on vacation 
uh, with my girlfriend's family who I have not met, and I will be wearing it on the vacation. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) So I, I. I also, I also will just say I kind of failed at it because nothing looked the way I wanted it to. But for a while, I looked for a get for you, Brian, that was just cargo pants where the cargo parts have additional cargo on them. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> like multiple sets of pockets. That would have been beautiful. Just a pocket yeah. inside <laughs> one of the big cargo pockets? No, just oh. on the outside to make it more bulky. Oh, I've been trying. We're not, we're not trying to hide what we're doing Carry here. a deck box in one pocket and then <laughs> out the outside of that pocket, the dice? Like, wow, that's just efficient. I used to not have to bring anything to, like, you know, people I bring like, their bags to magic tournaments. I used to not have to bring any bag to a magic tournament, <laughs> even multi-format ones. Because I could put oh, double deck boxes. Yeah. I too prided myself on this until Amber explained to me how truly obnoxious it is. Like, and, and she's like, just you have these magic bags that they give you that are very convenient. Just start using them. Yeah. And now, and then I did, and I, I appreciate that. You know, now I don't like anything in my pockets. Yeah. 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 Now, but, oh, yeah. I used to, yeah. Dice, two deck boxes. Like at a pro tour, I'd walk in, I prided myself on it. And I would have one empty deck box with some sleeves and a, a second deck box for the deck. And I'm like, I'm ready. You know, there's this giant like boogie boards that we, that we use for life totals. Oh, yeah. I could fit a full one of those in my cargo short pockets. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yes. I remember because it would be poking out. Yeah, the the right cargo Whoa. short pocket was the boogie board, the dice. Uh, the, the left one was both of my deck boxes. Um, yeah, it was No wonder Pro beautiful. Magic failed. <laughs> it's a wonder it didn't succeed, you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we really need to make some Bash Bros podcast cargo pants then just with BBD's face. We're done. We're done with <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> We're done. What I what I've been searching for, what I mm. desperately want most is a cargo short romper that is also <laughs> like over like yeah, I, I just want the full like cargo short romper uh with like kind of like those farmer overalls that kind of at the top Whew. would you actually go out in public like that <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i would but that is my dream outfit is is the full cargo short romper so that it's just like i'm just impressive. i'm just i'm envisioning a fake conversation a magic tournament with you rolling in like that and people are like holy shit covid's done a number on <laughs> Like it's probably okay. Like <laughs> to be fair, it has so <laughs> very fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome, Brian. You can pull it off. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we probably lost Mangucci now. Should we talk about a uh, little historic action and then get into our mailbag questions? Let's do it. All right. Yeah, we do have one one quick thing to talk about. It's just the ban of brainstorm from historic. Now, mm-hmm. it's not like I wrote an article about it on SCG that that uh, is coming out today as well. Um, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, I just wanted to bring up the fact that it kind of sucks for the challengers. Like all of this sucks for the challengers. Like they were trying to get into a system that they thought had a bright and shiny future. Yeah. Then they realized they get one year going to worlds would be great, but they get one year of it. Um, and now after some of them have probably been prepping, it switches to, they have 10 days to submit decks after a banning. It's like, 
damn, that's brutal. Yeah, and I, I we were making a point in the pre-show as well where I'm just like, you know, 10 days is what we were usually used to at the old pro system. But it makes a lot of sense that that is not the same when they were already given the cards to go with and practice. So the people that were putting in the extra work, you know, the Phil Helmuth, um, I, I, Sam... I forget it's Sam something I I'm apologizing Rudolph, for. Rudolph? Rudolph? Yeah, Rudolph. Exactly. Rudolph. Or like Ingalls, you know. It's just Rolf? I think so. Yeah. Sam Rolf. No, it's just Rolf. But like that testing team that you know like puts in a lot of work and they were already getting started, you know, then their their work is kind of undone. So that does suck. But does it suck as bad as having every single deck be blue? I mean, coming from a commentator standpoint, absolutely not. Because I think I even looked at the last Inside Esports event that I played this last Saturday. And the top 32, every deck was blue. Every deck had some blue in it. It's like, come on. These 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 cards are too good for Historic. And I think Brightstorm well, had Well, yeah, go. but like this is like, this is super comparative to almost a lot a lot of the band decisions mm -hmm. where when time warp went everyone's like what are you doing brainstorm's the problem yeah should have got and it then we then we yeah. had that back with like i don't remember the what the oko nissa band flow was but i remember them doing bannings it's like that's not the issue you know yeah. or if that's the issue this will happen yeah. And and it took them a long time to get aggressive about it. And I don't think they're actually that aggressive about bannings anymore. And maybe it's because 2019 put a bad taste in everyone's mouth and they're kind of trying to save face. But like not banning Brainstorm earlier or even just they, they banned preemptively banned seven cards and they're like Brainstorm's OK. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the article that they posted, I actually kind of got under my skin because they're like. You know, at this last league play, Phoenix was overrepresented, but only won 51% of the time. And it's like, that's two months into the format. Everyone knows these blue decks exist. And multiple people are bringing anti-blue deck decks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The entire metagame is just anti-these decks versus these decks. Yeah. So saying that a deck still only has a 51%, it should have a 40 if it wasn't overpowered. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like Hogak only won 58%. That's not that bad. We've had those decks before. It's like people were main decking Leyline of the Void. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were like, smart because we had three main deck and other teams only had two. They're like, wow, you had three? That is sick. Nice tech. We're like, what has become of magic? Oh, yeah. God. So it's just the, it's, it's, it's just another time for me that like they didn't put their best foot forward in a decision they made. Um, yeah. But whatever it happens, like I'm glad brainstorm's gone. It's just when we get these announcements, it's like, just admit that just, I wouldn't even mind them being like, Hey, we tried something aggressive. Didn't work. We're going to keep doing that because that's how we want to present our game. Yeah. Which I think is like, actually... you know what? that's awesome because yeah. that's actually an execution. You have a plan. You have this like thing that you want to do. I'm all for that. Yeah, and Historic um, is one of those formats where they have the control to do it because it's all digital right now. And you know, obviously we're not really in the paper world quite yet anyways, but that's the one part of Magic that they have the free reign to just ban stuff, nerf stuff even if you want to on Historic and like they should be more aggressive about it. I agree. Yeah, I think, yeah, I just, I think uh, aggressively uh, making cards and then aggressively banning, there's no problem with that because... If you don't aggressively print cards, you're you're gonna have a really boring game, like mm -hmm. and a very stale game. So I, I think it. There we is see that with standard right now, you know. Yeah, there, there's yeah. value in in pushing cards. Well, I think that's because one set got pushed 
almost two years ago and nothing else came close but yeah yeah uh yeah i think i think aggressively pushing like mechanics sometimes it is fun but you have to also be willing to just ban those mechanics when they suck um or if they go to if they went too far or whatever yeah instead of in the thing saying like well we thought these it pretty much it, it felt like they were saying these decks aren't as good as you think they are you should stop playing them but since you're not going to we have to take action that's what it honestly felt like from that conversation or from that article. And I'm like, it's like a really shitty stance to take in my opinion. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what about, you know, just guy control that gets helped with brainstorm. What about the creativity decks that very much rely on brainstorm? Like I played that last weekend without that card, you draw well, a lot of redundant it, cards and it's really bad. You know, imagine well, it's almost like, imagine brainstorm like saying, being the line on the card that you want to defend us not being too good. I mean, brain, yeah. it's fucking brainstorm. Yeah. It's like they put, they put this in their article and it's like, well, a month ago there was a championship where one of the best mathematicians in the game, Frank Karsten broke down the data based on brainstorm decks versus non-brainstorm decks and it was a landslide yeah, it, was, it was pretty distru- like, it was pretty disgusting the disparity yeah yeah it was just an absolute landslide but so it's gone i'm excited to go try that format out again i think that there's like i still want to try is it phoenix because i personally feel like is it phoenix is best in a world of creatures okay. um and so even though brainstorm's gone it's still got faithless looting <laughs> so, like, we're not thinking about the expressive iteration Faithless Looting variants of Is It Phoenix. We're just thinking about what it lost, but not what it gained previously. See, I... So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Finish your point. Oh, so, like, I'm thinking that now that the blue decks are gone, not gone, but you don't have to over-prepare yeah. for them, you get Aether Gusts, you get Blitz of the Thunder Dragon or whatever that card's called. I can't even believe it's a magic card. <laughs> um, But these cards are, like premium to kill cards like Corval, which were actually beating the crap out of Phoenix in the last month because you just didn't have room for them. Yeah, and for me, I, I'm just excited to give Jeskai Control another go just because I think that deck was really good. And it wasn't really the best Brainstorm deck ever, you know? Like, I mean, if Seth was only putting three in his top eight deck, uh, you know, maybe it didn't have to be a four, full four of... And I think that deck will still be pretty strong. And once again, very oh, good yeah. at dealing with creatures as well. I think that deck oh, could yeah. still be strong, but I I kind of disagree with the idea that Brainstorm wasn't disgusting in that deck. Like having played in against... Deck? The Jeskai deck. Like play, playing against Control, that deck, yeah. anytime they brainstormed and had any way to reset the top of their deck, of which there's an, there's options like mm-hmm. Iteration or Cracking Fable Passage or whatever, it, yeah. it just it felt like I was just immediately astronomically behind yeah and i'm not saying it was a bad card by any means it was still a great card in there but it wasn't you know like you can play a couple more iterations you know you can play an extra teferi and then you don't have to play fabled passage which is a real thing or or these decks honestly i thought about it's like iteration is very good but Mm -hmm. it might be like it and helix might not be worth the red if your mana is not as good because you don't have brainstorm so like even just blue white control which was a deck just getting the upgrade of memory lapse might just be enough to make that a contender because that was still a deck before the mystical archives yeah or esper control you know if you're a brian brown doing out there that wants to uh reignite the glory days uh i'm 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 cool with uh not reigniting the glory days (laughs) unbend unbend time raveler cowards yeah there we go there we go that'd be a good one yeah i 
I don't know. I'll die on the hill that I I I love Teferi Time Reveler. I just I love that card so much. I do too. I do too. I love playing it. I think Narset is, yeah. is 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 egregiously bad. I hate Narset so much. Yeah. I'll die on the hill that Narset was worse than Teferi, but what hill? Everyone's on that hill. Really? <laughs> Nobody's on that hill. You people are always talking about how Teferi, how much they hate Teferi. Like Oh, I thought they also hate Narset. I, yeah, I, I think but I the think Narset bold, hate is but... Probably way. I don't know. I, I've always felt like the Narset hate was like, yeah, we don't like Narset as well. But yeah, yeah. Deferi the- hate them both, but Narset a little bit more right now because, well, it's still legal. You know. Good, good. If we can, uh, we can change the narrative. Get Deferi unbanned. Let's go. <laughs> I gotta say though, I'm also hit by the brainstorm band because I, I was also playing a brainstorm, and I mean that singularly deck. So. I will. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. Were you playing Tainted Pack? <laughs> the last time I played, I was playing Tainted Pack. I'll have to, if I play <laughs> for, again, for a I'll, few rounds. I'll have to update my deck list. Uh, yeah, for a literal few rounds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went oh, one and God. two with it. Don't. That's bad. It's better than the seventeen percent it takes to t- to talk about it on this podcast. Boom! So, boom! Boom! Shots fired. Who's in the MPL gauntlet and continues to play magic? What? <laughs> not me. <laughs> I don't know if Brian wants that, so that's not that's not a, I know. a show off anything. Uh, <laughs> Too good. Uh, who's got a gauntlet to be upset about the structure? Me. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope right, it still so, goes back to standard 2022. I'm hoping for that one. The challenger one is probably dead. not. It's dead. It's dead in the water. Really? Oh, for sure. Okay, for sure it's okay. the one. I'm not going to... We needed them to open a best of three queue and instead they banned a card in best of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bad sign. When you said... So I, I don't know how I missed this. I'm a, I, When did they ban this card? Was it recently? Yesterday? Oh, to, yesterday I had an emergency ban. Okay. I, I don't know how I missed it because usually I see like... Because usually everyone's talking about this stuff. You, you said they banned Brainstorm and I was immediately... My first thought was in Legacy and I was like, holy shit, that is huge. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would be huge if they interacted with legacy in any way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like even if they brought up the word legacy. <laughs> Except that brainstorm has left a legacy on historic. Like Yeah. <laughs> like I would be shocked if they even said it was a format that exists. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean legacy, oh MH2, it it really did a number on that format. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Ragavan. <laughs> I the only posts I ever see about legacy is will you stop printing cards that ruin my legacy decks every three months? That's about all I, I see on, on Twitter. Yeah, it's 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 in rough shape. All yeah. right, let's move on to our mailbag questions. Let's now, do it. For everyone that uh, to reiterate, <laughs> four months ago or yeah, about four months ago, uh-huh, we had um two pretty you know, serious, uh, some, some issues happened that we weren't able to record episodes. Um, and it was back to back and it sucked, but it, so be it. So we asked our loving patrons, um, to collect mailbag and we were going to do a special extra mailbag episode. Um, that we didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. we, We didn't do it. Um, and so, when we all got here today and we're like, what should we all talk about? And it's like, well, next week we'll be better off in magic. Whoa, right whoa, now, whoa, Brad, little... Brad, Brad, don't spoil the pre-show content, okay? That's that's how we get them is by saying... Oh, yeah, we need, this, to, we th- need to make them <laughs> yeah, pay exactly. more that's... than they already do <laughs> for not getting the content. We tell them they will. Exactly, okay. 
Glad we specified that. Oh, they're getting the content we told them they will. Just not in the form they expected. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's get into questions uh, for mailbag questions. Yeah, mailbag questions from four months ago. Let's go. Yep. Let's, Phil. Let's, Phil see, asks, let's see what's topical in April of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Phil asks, and we're doing it, uh, we're resolving it like the stack. Mm-hmm. You know, last in, first out. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Phil asks, is this episode still going to happen? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's happening it right now, Phil. Yeah. It's currently yeah. happening. Why Phil? would you yeah. even yeah. ask that? Of course it's happening. It's already like, happening. Yeah. Duh. Next. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Next up, we've got Insight Esports who asks, what is the most impactful new card from Strixhaven? <laughs> I would Very like, good question. I'd like to answer this question, actually. Yeah. I, I, yes, but I, it, the problem is, is it, there's, it's, it's a tie for me. Okay. It's a tie between iTwitch and Galazeth Prismari as to which I think will be the most impactful cards from the set. Really? Yes. You're you're bringing back the old uh, the old meme, huh? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess do we get to count the Strixhaven Mystical Archive cards with this or is it just the set? I think that question was asked in the context of standard, but I could be wrong. Okay, then I gotta say expressive iteration. I feel like that's still the best card coming from Strixhaven. <laughs> oh, it has to be. It's it in has every format. to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Oh, it's like, without a doubt, the best card. It's good in standard, historic, modern, legacy. When, I bet it's good in commander. When is the last time that an uncommon was the most impactful card in a set. I mean, I bet there is times, but oh, it still I can feels kind of crazy, right? I can think of a, I, a, I, an easy time. I, I have okay. I have an I have I have an easy one, but it's really old. Okay. Well, that's is the, whole the same theme one? of this episode. Is it? T- it what? Uh, Say it at the what, same what, time. Three. What? Two. No, no, no. Oh. One. Skull Club. Nurse set. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those no. are both. Those are both good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Skull Clamp's the actual answer. Brad, so, everybody can have their answers. There's no right or wrongs. You leave uh, Brian's My, my answer alone. is from War of the Spark. It is fucking Narset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that oh. the most info card from that set, though? I don't think so. You think it was Teferi Time Raveler? Or Nissa, maybe. Ooh, Nissa. It had to have been Nissa, if we're talking right? standard, like If we're talking standard, it 100% was not Narset. Yeah. We're talking okay, across, yeah. If we're Just, talking about the... Oh, the court yeah, if you're talking about all formats, it, might, it probably was Narset. I think it has to be. Well, it was to Fairy yeah. Time Raveler and Telecop Band. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that card that card is, you know, great in a lot of formats. But yeah, Narset's up there close. But yeah, from <laughs> from any other standpoint, it has to be Skull Clamp. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Some other right, so I'm going to I was gonna say dismember's another big one too, but I guess batter skull is in that set, so maybe that wasn't Oh yeah. As far as uncommons, though, yeah, and, it wasn't more. And probe, yeah. probe, probe True. actually might be the answer. Pro, yeah, probe is mm. yeah, probe is even better from the same set. Yeah. Or what about squire? And mental misstep. I think squire was an uncommon in one of the remastered sets, wasn't it? It was time shifted. Yeah, time shifted. That's right. Yeah. They were just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could be probe. Those are all good answers. Yeah. We make better questions than inside esports. <laughs> <does>. Speaking, <laughs> speaking, wow, shot fired. Speaking of squire. <laughs> I was tagged in something about how the Cleveland baseball team is trying to change their name because of like the, the controversy surrounding it. Um, trying to have like same, same uh, scenario as the Washington football team, basically. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. one I guess one of the like proposed names was the Cleveland Squires. And I was <laughs> required I'm required to become a fan of their team if they if that is what they decide on. I mean, how funny will it be if they just go with the Cleveland baseball team and just every template is just <laughs> that team name yeah. because they just can never agree on anything for any sports team ever again. I mean, like, I just I would love that because then it would just show that rich white people are like, well, if I can't say something racist, <laughs> then I don't know what to say. Then I can't say anything at all. <laughs> it's like if you can't say anything nice, then don't say anything at all. It's it's same, same template. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question was GPA thirty five. If you could go back and talk to your early twenty self, what piece of advice would you give them? What do you think? Boys? Oh, I know. I know. All right, go ahead. The piece of advice I would love to give a younger self of mine is is not your job to please others or to care what they think of you. If they have negative thoughts about you, sometimes it's it's in them or it's just not someone you even should care about. That's a good. I think answer. I spent I think good. oh yeah, I think I think I spent way too much of my early years worrying what other people thought of me. Mm. Until I realized that if someone doesn't like me, that's on them or it doesn't even matter. Like, yeah. like it, it's just it's not worth my time to think or try to patch up unless I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good call. That's a good call. For me, I got two kind of answers. Number one, buy Bitcoin. That's what I would have told myself. Oh, I would have also. Well, yeah, yeah, if you're doing a monetary thing. Well, I mean, this is just advice. And my other one, as far as a, a more real one would be to stop uh, trying to work a job that I hate or trying to chase a job that would appease my family over what I truly enjoy. Now you can get the fuck out whatever you want, bro. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't you, you, you were, you were pushing me into magic, which is, you know, oh, eventually oh, what I oh, did. Oh, but. I actually thought you were talking about the Bash Bros podcast. Oh, <laughs> like, no. I, yeah, like you, the way you're setting it up and then pivoting to family. I swear you were talking about us. Brad, don't, family. I don't you, do that to you. Okay. Don't ever do a podcast with your with your brother. Never fucking do that. That's what I would tell my early twenty self. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brian? So my original answer was was very close to what Brad said, which I thought his answer was really good. I had I have a, a second answer, which is to not compare yourself to other people, but rather compare yourself to yourself. I don't know if that makes sense, but like yeah. Never, never like compare how you're doing to how other people are doing because it's 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 always a losing fight. There's always somebody who's doing better than you. Like yeah. you can all you'll always find somebody who's doing better than you, and it's just it it, it just destroys your self confidence. But instead, like That's compare true. yourself to your past self. Like are you are you you know improving from where you were? Like or compare yourself to how you can do as a person, and like not worry about other people. I don't know. I just I think that it's so easy to just be like, you know, it's like, Oh, like my, my, you know, at least for me, it's like, Oh, my siblings are really successful. And I'm like working at seven 11 and failing out of college. And that was incredibly demoralizing to my self-confidence. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I had to, it took me a very, very long time to learn to not care about like how other people are doing and just care. Like, am I, am I doing okay? Am I like, 
happy with what I'm doing, happy with where I'm at and stuff. And if the answer is yes, like I don't care that it doesn't match what like other people view as success or other people view as, you know, whatever. Like, like Yeah, that's great advice. That is really yeah, great ha- advice. Ha- happiness comes from the inside. Mm-hmm. Like it really does. Like I, 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 I agree with that too. Like I was doing that even in the last few years, like, like it's one of those things I have to check myself on because like when I got into the streaming, I was like, Oh, I'm not as, I'm not as popular as all of these other people. And it's like, well, when does that stop? Like, I can't be that. Do I want to do that? Like, and I've never actually wanted it. Right. I don't want to dedicate every hour of my life to it. So why do what I deserve that? Why should I want that? Why am I even thinking about that? Yeah. I was going to say the same thing about streaming. Even to this day, I catch myself doing that a lot. It's just like, Man, you know, I don't, I don't have that amount of. You see somebody who like shares their total subs, and like I think the the main ones are like the people that are playing, you know, these way bigger game League of Legends and stuff. And it's like, oh yeah, you just got you know, eight hundred subs in one stream. It's like I've never even had that many total, you know, like yeah. But I, I agree. I've, I've been trying to silence that voice um, when it comes to that kind of thing. And it's, it only perpetuates because of social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Social media is put your best foot forward. And also the cream goes to the top. Yeah. So what you see is always the best of what the best want to show. So yeah. you're, bias, seeing, exactly. you're, you're seeing curated versions of the, yeah. Of the people who were successful. You're not seeing like the, the failures, uh, like, uh, like you're not seeing the people who failed and you're also not seeing the successful people when they weren't successful, you're only seeing them mm-hmm. at their successful point, you know, yep. like, yeah, it, it's, which is why, which is why I should have just not listened to Amber. Yeah. What did she say? So like five years ago, I had this genius idea. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I don't like this thing about social media where it's just always show yourself at your best. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, every, show yourself taking a poop all the time every morning. Yes, on actually, that 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 actually is it. I know. Um, it. <laughs> finally, my um, finally my shooting the shit podcast idea is getting legs. I and wanted I wanted to take a picture of my knees and my you know and my underwear at my ankles and my feet, um, anytime I shit, and then I would quote a very inspirational thing, <laughs> and I would just do this every morning. Um, and she's like, that's a terrible idea. That's going to ruin a lot. That's going to burn a lot of, you know, professional bridges that you, you, you rely on. And I was like, but the people need this. <laughs> the people wow, need. You put your career yeah. ahead of what people need. That's pretty selfish. Man. I did. I yeah. did. I did. I did not take the leap. Um, I also thought it might cause relationship issues. Um, she was very against me. Um, Posting every time I shit. That's a pretty <laughs> shitty ultimatum she gave you there. Who would ever be against posting every time you shit? That's the optimal time to post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else? I mean, what? Why do they keep telling me to bring in my phone whenever it's that time? You know, like I. It seems like to do some posting. So. Do I, I also I, I I'm not gonna t- say who did this. Um. It was Brian. Um. <laughs> So I, I'll just say it, whatever. She doesn't listen to the podcast. So Amber, um, Amber has this chronic need to have her phone when she uses the bathroom, like chronic, like yeah. I'll go in there. If I have to go, I'm just going to go. Right. And she told me once it's so bad that she shit herself trying to find her phone. 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> to take it to the bathroom and I was like that's a problem she's like I'm very well aware <laughs> for me it's, wow, well, it's it's the same but it's a diet Pepsi need to have a diet Pepsi when I'm taking a shit or I just can't shit so oh, Brad, that's gross you bring food and beverage in with a shit you know that gets in the air Brad should I not be telling you she's right next to me listening as we record was that oh, something God. I shouldn't Is disclose she... okay. oh no no and you cannot tell her blood oath <laughs> okay, please, okay. please sponsor us Diet Pepsi please I'm begging you for the last time <laughs> and please listen to all of this yeah. when you make your decision exactly Oh, God. All right. All next right, question. So, <laughs> I'll do the next question because it has a lot of reading. Oh, that's a good one. Tosillo asks, I'd like to get some, quote unquote, explain like I'm five uh, on what's going on with organized play after just reading another thread on it, this time by Andres Rusky. How bad is it really? So I'm going to pull up Andres thread from April 6, 2021. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> It's been two years since the 2019 Mythic Invitational, the biggest Magic tournament ever. It had the biggest prize pool, the biggest Twitch numbers, and it was the first big arena tournament. The production value was insane. The event was hosted by Day 9. It was great to watch. I did well. I remember getting multiple messages from people I haven't, uh, I'm getting a pop-up there, talked to in years, telling <laughs> what me- What kind of pop-up did you what? get? <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. This, I got a pop up from like, as well. Yes. No, my mouse hit Andre Strowski's name, so then it popped up his bio okay, over his message. Oh, sure. And I haven't talked to him years. Telling me that they're watching this tournament. Um, oh, I did get a Facebook message. Amber and I are broke up. All right. Uh, okay, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. And and that it looks awesome. I feel like a rock star. Before the top four match started, the War of the Spark trailer was about to premiere. I remember sitting there in the largest crowd I've ever seen at a magic event watching this trailer, tearing up because of how awesome I was. It was about thinking about how bright the future of competitive magic looked. The whole experience gave me hope. Here I am, two years later, about to play in some of the highest stake matches of my career against the best players in the world. No one knows it's happening no one cares it's happening it's sad so i remember so the question is how um, bad is organized play really i don't think it's yeah, that bad yeah. it can't be that bad yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably well, okay I mean, it depends are we talking in april or are we talking now i don't know how we're supposed to answer these questions it's right now oh, yes. it's, it's um, turned <laughs> so yeah this was uh right before he ended up qualifying Using the league matches to qualify for league play. Um, or for Worlds. For, for, for Worlds. Then find out that it's canceled, uh, the MPL Rivals, yep. uh, after one year. And then that there was a big amount of money cut, <laughs> which came back. But I'm just saying this was all before that. <laughs> <laughs> so how bad is it really? Stay tuned till next week. I think it's... You'll see. Totally fine. I want to... Let's yeah. talk about the message... Brad got where he got a Facebook message from Amber that was a picture of uh, her shorts around her ankles and her knees with just Stop. the message, we've broken up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so so to I, I'm going to take this and I'm going to give a very the briefest I can give because what what Tassila was also asking for, it's like he's that they don't play in a bunch of competitive tournaments, but they always know when things are happening. They're excited about it. They're just a, a fan of the competition, but aren't close enough to really, you know, get the full impact of it effect. Yeah. The full impact of it. So mm -hmm. um, to put it best, I think the biggest problem with competitive play 
the biggest impact and why so many pros are negative is because they're so close to it that they like once you get bigger and bigger in magic you start interacting with wizards in a marketing sense um and you'll see that from magic players like most pro magic players either have a full-time job that is bigger than pro magic or they use it as a you know a pivot to writing content or doing other things to to monetize their clout and and that comes in with wizards wizards had brian and i do videos you know we got paid to make little short skits once and we've done other things for them i went to new york and streamed at the toy con um and so these things are starting to happen and so we have interactions we know these people we talk to them we we don't get insider information about the company but they will ask us questions and we will give them our concerns about marketing of things and at the height of it during what andre Strasky was happening is we're screaming to them saying this entire mpl league weekend stuff these gauntlets and stuff like that they're all going to fail because the timing's terrible the formats are bad the structure's not good. It's really convoluted and difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. And no one can be a part of it. So, like, we shouldn't be doing this. And they're like, they always just kept it going. And so we're they're they're like, you have to stream these important matches, but you can mute and you have to and you have to be on a 10-minute delay. So it's like, okay, so now <laughs> I'm streaming to 20 people mm-hmm. and blowing up. I mean, we don't have to talk about how for actual, like, I'm a I'm a casual streamer, but I'm gonna start ramping up. Like those streams actually will hurt my concurrent viewership to show to other to other companies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've literally gotten, you know, tons of other games that come at me and be like, hey, I see you have 400. I see you have 500 concurrent viewers, you know, like, that's great. We'd love to offer you X amount. And it's like, yeah, if you're doing that all the time, streaming for eight hours for two days to 30 people, that will plummet you. I totally agree. Oh, it did. It crushed me. Like my concurrence for the months were like 200, even though my streams were four or 500 people. Yes. I mean, Um, same. Like I was only number two in the month of November. (laughs) Number two growest. I would have have been number one if I wasn't streaming to 15 people, 100%. Like, yeah, they got you good. They did. But yeah, so I think, I think the big thing was is, Wizards really ramped up fast and hard mm-hmm. and it and it just didn't a lot of it just didn't feel well thought out. A lot of the structures were weird, like all of the mythic invitationals, the online tournaments, they all had differing structures because they didn't really work out the best way to do them. They knew they wanted double elimination top eight and they knew they needed points and systems to work out in a certain way. Um, but it took them a while to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And and then you know, it, it's just like everything, everything was rushed, but then any change was always delayed. Yeah. And I would have loved to see truly curious <coughs> to see if COVID didn't hit, you know, if the MPL shows would have hit better if they were in person, you know, like there's still that unknown aspect of it, but I totally agree that it, it could have been done better after well, they were in the, that but world. The problem. I really think that somebody posted on Twitter, I think it might have been like Chantal Campbell that posted a meme that was like, mm-hmm. why would COVID do this? You know, it's like the guy shooting the other dude. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, it watch, he's like, why would COVID do this? It's like destroying organized play or whatever. But it's yeah. like, I, I thought that was like a perfect meme because it's like, mm-hmm. 
I, I think COVID is an excuse. It's not the reason why any of this failed. Like, But here's the thing that I got to say about that is would they ever have tri- you know, spent all this money to announce the start of the MPL Rivals things on the Game Awards if they still had a plan to kill it? Probably not. Like they were still trying no, no, at that they never, point. They never had a plan to kill yeah, it. Yeah, they never had a plan to kill no. it. It, it so- failed for them and then they killed it because it failed. And mm-hmm. I think the reason that it failed is that they lacked – they either lacked vision or they lacked people who could execute the vision that they had. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly how it went, but it, it felt like they had like all these beautiful ideas of, of how to make this MPL work. And, and at the beginning it was exciting. Like it was legitimately mm-hmm. exciting and it felt awesome. And it felt like they were actually like, it was like, man, Watsi actually has their shit together. Like they're at, you know, this, this could actually be a really cool thing. Um, and, and it was super exciting. And then as it went along, it, it just got worse and worse. And it, it always felt like every, every tournament, every decision that was being made was just, it, there was no overarching vision. There was no overarching plan. It was like, it's okay, bad. this is our next tournament. Like, what are we going to do for the, oh, this is our next tournament. It's like coming up. We need to have a thing for this. It was just, it it was just going through the motions of these of these things like i don't know it just it never felt like there was you know any a concrete plan effort yeah, it, put in to yeah. actually make it successful or the they didn't have the personnel to do it not like numbers wise even um yeah. so i i don't know it, it it felt like it was very very understaffed and lacked lacked some vision lacked execution on that um i felt like a lot of the people who were like working with us were like decent but i just felt like they there was either nothing that they could do or like it was too overwhelming what they were asked to do like some it felt like some people were asked to do so many things and so many different things that didn't really make sense like i don't know they i i i think that they had something that could have been great and just the execution the vision was so bad yeah, so like the I agree with everything he says. The only thing I'm going to add to it, uh, it's kind of to go with what you were saying, Corey. Mm-hmm. So COVID happened, but you're right. Wizards Wizards put everything online, but they did not ever attempt to make it marketable. Mm-hmm. Ever they put they made all the tournaments old and bad formats. Yeah, yeah. They they put as little into production value as they could. Um. Yeah. And, and so like, you can't look at them and say that they were making a potentially successful product. It's just that COVID ruined it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, you just can't say that. And because like, we know that we should, like, even today, the, the, the nail in the coffin is I'm going to have to play standard five days before rotation for maybe my biggest tournament ever. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Honestly, the pro oh. tour, the pro system where we we got the new set. Two weeks later, we had a pro tour. People loved it, and that was half of the views. People wanted to see these new cards, and like it still does baffle me to this day that we just didn't always, you know, do, oh, do the new cards. I will know? say this much: I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of like revisionist history surrounding the old pro system. Um, in a lot of ways, it was nice in that uh, it provided players a chance to play. Uh, which like the MPL system really pushed a lot of people out from competitive magic. And that was probably the huge flaw of the MPL system. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the beautiful things about the old pro system is that it gave so many players a chance to be involved in the system. Uh, but 
on that same note, there's like a ton of revisionist nostalgia surrounding the old pro system and like kind of kind of revisionist history around how much it was loved because it, it was certainly not well loved at the time. Um, the, the silver gold really? platinum point stuff was incredibly confusing and convoluted and people hated that it, it was you could not explain how it worked to somebody who wasn't involved in it. Um, even people who were involved in it didn't know how it worked exactly. And people were always complaining about like, you know, th- how like the status of the pro tours, all this other stuff like that gold, pr- uh, platinum and, and silver weren't like getting paid enough to do it. Uh, you know, there are all these different problems with like the formats and, and structure of the pro system and who got to qualify and all this other stuff. Um, like the RPTQ system was reviled. Like people hated that one, hated it. Like, I don't know. There was, it, it's so easy to look back on it now and say like, oh yeah, that was a loved system that worked really well. Um, you know, like, I don't know why they ever moved away from it. And it's like, well, people hated it at the time. And that's a huge push of why they even moved away from it in the first place is that it wasn't, it was a successful system and that it lasted for a long time. But it was not a successful system in terms of whether people actually liked the system because yeah. it was nonstop complaints about it and, and dislike of it from competitive players. So it's so weird seeing like the social media narrative now where everyone's like, oh, yeah, everyone loved that system. That system was so great. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not how it was at all. That is complete revisionist I mean, history. Like, I mean, every single every single time a new gp schedule come out you would just hear every place talk about how they didn't get enough oh yeah and or the system was unfair or they had too many that it was like oh we have too many and we have to attend all the it was it was always nothing was ever right about it people just like to complain (laughs) yeah people just yes people will complain about literally anything so yeah, a huge part of that is that people just like to complain but still i mean and and that's and that's what kind of happens right with op like like I, I I get the gist that you know upper management was like, is this worth it? And there was a group of people that's like, hell yeah, it's worth it. Let's put a lot of work into it. And then they put a lot of work into it, and then all the people that they're trying to put work in for are like, yeah, I'm not into it. And it just over and over and over again happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can only do that for so long before you're like, well, you know what? This happens. We take the rug from under it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah. this is gonna be a uh, probably a controversial thing to say. Probably not something I should say, but I think a big part of the reason I, I wouldn't say a big part, but a non-zero part, definitely a non-trivial part of the reason why the MPL failed is because people in the MPL were incredibly negative and and uh, like entitled about all the different stuff that happened in the MPL. And it was just any time an MPL change would happen or announcement happen, it was always people complaining about every little detail of it or or saying like, why haven't you given us this? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? It's like at some point in time, the people who are actually working with us, who are the people who are trying to push for the systems that we actually wanted, um, why why are they supposed to care about people who are mm-hmm. ungrateful and and combative about every little thing? It's like sometimes you just have to say like, okay, this little thing is off. I'm just gonna give it up on it, and it's fine. Like yeah. and stuff like that. And I think that that as well as the general community response of being incredibly negative and incredibly uh, like entitled about stuff, which is just magic community on social media is just a super negative, super entitled bunch of people. And I think them 
their response to things as well. I think that had a big deal, had had some impact on on how the MPL played out. Like if people had embraced, if, if people had embraced some of the best professional magic players playing in some of these really cool tournaments, like and some of the MPL tournaments, the early ones were super awesome. And if people yeah. had actually embraced that and been like, wow, this is really cool. How can I get it? How can I become a part of it? Instead of just being super negative and whiny about the whole thing, there's a chance things could have been different and succeeded. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Next question. What would you like to do if the game of magic folded tomorrow? What do you think, boys? What would be your career paths? I'm literally thinking about that right now in seriousness. Same. (laughs) Yeah. I've been thinking about that for a long time now, and I I wish I had an easy answer for it. Yeah. For me, it would be a realtor. I think it sets my, it suits my skill set. You know, you, you kind of get to work on your own merit and the housing market is absolutely crazy right now. So it would be kind of uh, easy to get going. Yeah. I, 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 I've always been pretty interested at realtor work. I'm not going to lie. I think you'd be really good at that actually. Yeah. I also oh, would want to do that. We could do we could do the brothers who the brothers who cash checks. <laughs> the brothers who cash podcast. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Brad? What would be what would be your no, dream job? I just job? said that. I I, I don't yeah. know about dream job, but yeah. I, I I think I would like realty work too. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I think you'd be good at it as well. I think I would. I think I want to be a realtor. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> wow, the bros are all realtors let's go all right next up uh, both of these questions were from philology as well our buddy phil uh which city is your favorite to visit for a magic tournament what do you think y'all i know my answer what's your answer honolulu honolulu i loved hawaii so much but if i had to pick one in the states it would be indianapolis I'm a big Columbus fan. Yeah, God, Columbus would be a third. I like, Columbus is I awesome. Like, I like the bars. I love the the yeah. uh, the market. Um, yeah, Columbus is nice. Yeah, they have yeah. that arcade there with NBA Jam and stuff. Yeah. I, I love that mm-hmm. so much. I just bought an NBA Jam game for my house. So. It's fun. Yeah, Am- yeah. <laughs> Amber and I are tied one one. We have to we have to settle the score here soon. Nice, nice. I'm I'm, a, I'm gonna go with uh, actually with Baltimore. I think the area where the convention center in baltimore is is, it's really convenient to get to and Mm. there's a lot of like walking distance like food options and stuff when it comes to going to somewhere for a magic tournament like that's super high on my list yeah i still think as far as cities now it's just going to be roanoke for me moving forward because of just how awesome it's going to be to have people (laughs) here but if if it didn't involve traveling then it probably wouldn't be roanoke you know (laughs) All right. Well, uh, the last question we've got is from Wapa. Mm, okay. And that was when yeah, it is the last question, Brian. Oh, is it? Um, when was the last <laughs> time you played Magic for fun? And I don't actually know my answer because I, I, it's just been every once in a while. I think like, I mean, I've been playing some modern to learn it, but I always just I always go play Magic to accomplish a thing, but also what I think I enjoy. So I'm yeah. like, I actually want to go play some modern because I'll have fun. And so I think like bonking people the last couple of weeks was literally the last time I was playing Magic for fun. Oh, for me, it's definitely the two HG with Ross. Uh, you know, well, that like also, last yeah. weekend, last Sunday. Yeah, that was uh, that. You know, a- anytime I enter into an F and M or something, it's usually just to have fun, 
not really trying to practice or anything. So, but I don't do it often and I do need to do it more. Even this weekend, Brad, I don't even know if I told you about this. Zach Allen is coming to visit and just has a cube. And I'm like, you know what? I never do that kind of stuff, but I might actually like I would, it. I would, so. I would have a cube night. Yeah. When, when is he coming into town? Uh, to play basketball in three minutes. Why didn't you tell me about this? I just learned about it last night. <laughs> I had all day. I could have went and bought shoes. I might <laughs> still. Hey, scream and tell Amber to come over here now. I need to. I need to be a part of this. No, I need a ride from her, so I can't. Sorry. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I need to go buy shoes. Right, I'm super mad. One last question from anonymous. Uh, do you think some of the mystical archives card from this upcoming Strixhaven set are going to ruin the historic format and need an eventual ban? Thinking cards like Tainted Pact, Brainstorm possibly even time warp <laughs> and our cast and crew <laughs> all right we we, we yeah. are actually rushed for time to go play basketball so we are gonna hammer our cast and crew today apologies <laughs> to you all but we love you um some of you but kicking it off them. we've so got some. adam who is our bbd's personal hype man what what my job <laughs> is to stand behind bbd at all times uh that's someone else's job too uh, mic in hand and hype the shit out of whatever BBD says, which Hell is yeah. not a lot. Oh, disagree. It's quite a lot. Quite a lot of gold. <laughs> Next up, we got Brandon, and that is our official BBP spokesperson slash scapegoat. You know, whenever whenever there's anything wrong, this is the person who just takes all the blame. Might be needed after this episode. We got Eric. Yeah. That is BBP's <laughs> emotional support changeling. Also might be needed after this episode. <laughs> Steve is up next, who is our general counsel and chief legal analyst. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's actually not true. Uh, yeah, Steve has since gotten a job upgrade, and it was Brad's moving truck driver. Well, mm. fuck you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Vino Gattista. And Wait, is... no, you skipped me. Yeah. First is DJ... That's the official copycat, so it's actually Brad's moving truck driver as well. So, he's yeah. working in the warehouse. He's getting Brad's gig. <laughs> he's getting Brad's stuff out to the truck. Uh, yes. I, you know, I guess if this podcast is four months old, four months in the future. All right, we got yeah, exactly. Bino Gatista, and that is someone who is supposed to be the special guest, of course, but it no longer wants the role because he's actually now a full-time member of the Ask Bros podcast. And is not wow. able to compete with a competing podcast, which is our Brothers Who Bash podcast. That's rude. S. Rudy, who is our business analyst. Uh, and I don't know if it's correct for us to rush through the people who fund us, but uh, S. Rudy, you know, might, might, might give us some information later about that. Yeah, well, you're the one who suggested it. So <laughs> I want to go play basketball. Next up, we got Inside Esports, and that is our esports event organizer on MTG Melee. And I'm going to be playing one of those events this weekend if I can get my desk set up. Uh, playing the the standard the Saturday historic event. Uh, they switched it from Sunday to Saturday in case anybody was wondering uh, to not compete with the SCG. All right, we got Ian Pasella, and that is the leading resident Pastafarian. Whatever that entails, I, I don't. Even, I don't know. Yeah, what that I have means. no idea. But Wapa is yeah. my personal barista and dog walker, uh, giving Henry and D a lot of good walks, but never walking Brian Brown doing. Got him. Next up, we got Adam, and that is our ghost writer. Writes about anything haunted, spooky, any of that kind of stuff. Some some really scary work. 
got David Watt. That is our special guest screener who did such a good job this week that the guest needed no introduction even. Mm, I don't know about that. I, I do. I do know about that. Paul <laughs> Ka- Sarowski. No one had a Pepsi. No. Is Pepsi's wall staring photographer. <laughs> I cracked it during the intro if you didn't hear it. That was, uh, you know, I... I I, I had the premature Coke Zero cracking. Ooh, never, never <laughs> yeah. crack too soon. Next up, we got Phil. And you know what? Normally, I have no clue what Phil does. But Phil, you know, actually put out a lot of questions and stuff. So this week, Phil was our, you know, our questionnaire, I guess. <laughs> it is my highest source of pride to announce that JP, who is Megu's timestamp finder, the person who... Won't find one this week. He will actually... Yeah, he actually has his work cut out for him this week. Lately, we've been getting right into magic content, and JP will actually have to find a timestamp of when we talked about magic. So happy to happy to announce. <laughs> Next up, we got Sol Nabasi, who's our designated man of dork. And I think all three of us were dorks this week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Next up, we got Eric Nall, and that is the BBP trash man. Um, or wait, excuse me. Sorry. It, Eric Nall was the BBP trash man, but got promoted to the BBP head of health and safety. That's a, that's a big promotion. It is. All right. Next, we have Gare Meldy, who is our merch store manager, now selling cargo short rompers that taper into farmer <laughs> uh, overalls. So, next up, we got Patrick, we who's our one. basketball league party coordinator now <laughs> getting a promotion because Corey won't let me know about it. Oh, Ooh. chill out. I didn't know you actually wanted to play. Next up, we got Filippos Galanis and. Uh, Unfortunately, asked for a demotion. I don't know why he would do that, but is now Corey's hype man, which sounds like a promotion to me. <laughs> All right, we got Lorror, who is our CEO, who has been absent the last few weeks. He's been competing in a race to go to space. So. <laughs> wonder what his spaceship looks like yeah all right victor's up next who is brad's first place trophy holder which i will be hoisting one tonight when i beat Corey at basketball oh and that's it and that is the end of the and last but not least whoa, whoa, whoa. we might be in a hurry but we got and that one is all that's all of our it's dr unks and that's our resident proctologist here gotta love it <laughs> all the important work mostly on bbd Boo. All right. Well, uh, I guess man. I guess I'm I'm gonna say it. <laughs> That's game. That's game. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And as always, thank you to our sponsor for this episode, Pearl Street Game and Coffee House. Goodbye. Bye.